Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down. Don't touch that. Stop it. Where's the line? All right. Um, hi. Hi. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. This is Hands Off Parents. Very enthusiastic as usual. Um, <laughs> but I am not happy about a few things. Let's One hear about is, it. I'm shocked that you're starting a podcast in this way. <laughs> what do you want to whine about today? Um, school is starting. <laughs> and I know most parents, like, I keep, like, reading, like, yay, school's back on. But if you're a teacher. Oh, God. It is the worst time the of worst. the year. It's the worst. Yeah. Horrible time <laughs> of the year. Yeah. This is the first year I don't have to be be doing that noise. And let me tell you what. It is glorious. I feel it's, like it's Christmas it's right now. It's pretty awesome for you. It's great for me. <laughs> it's not good for me. Sorry about you guys. Or our special guest. Special guest. Yay. This is Brooke Smith. Hi. Yes. Um, and Brooke is a currently kindergarten teacher. Well, you tell us yeah. all of your various teaching <laughs> experience. Yes. I started out teaching in first grade and then moved to third grade and realized that was too much. And now I'm in kindergarten where I plan to stay. And how long have you been teaching? 12 years. 12 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you're still with it. So that's like a really good sign. I'm still with it. Like you, you like it. I love it. I have had opportunities to leave and do other things. I'm like, oh, I can't. Tell me what you love about teaching kindergarten. I mean, I really, because when, when I go into my daughter's classroom, I mean, it's not kindergarten, but it's little ones. I always tell her teachers, like, you are saints. I don't know how you do this. Like, I taught high school and that was for me. But like, what is it you like about teaching that age? You have to like kids. Right. First of all. Yeah. If you don't, it's not for you. (laughs) Um, But I guess I have just always liked teaching other people how to do things. Like my dad built an office when we were younger and brought home this huge chalkboard. And that's all I wanted to do was stand in front of the chalkboard and teach invisible. You always wanted to be a teacher. I like try to do other things, but like my life choices always brought me back to teaching, which is how I got to Houston. I did teach for America. Oh, awesome. What a great program. I applied to all these master's programs, like, oh, hoping to get in. Didn't get into one single program and only had Teach for America. And I was like, I guess this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a great program. Yeah, it was great. I I have all my friends from Houston are Teach for America teachers. You guys are hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Teach for America is like a hardcore... Can you tell us like a little bit about it for people who don't know what it is? Yeah, so they take recent college grads or um, some people were coming from other careers, and you have a two-year commitment to teach in a low-income school in a public school district, and you have all the support of Teacher America, but you're really an employee of the school district. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. And they pay for some schooling or like, do you then get, have to get your master's at the same time? No. Amer- they used to partner with AmeriCorps. Right. And AmeriCorps would give you a service grant at the end of your two years. So you had to log all of your hours. So like your teaching hours were considered service hours. And then you would get this money at the end that you could use towards graduate school or you could use it to pay back loans. I ended up using it to get my master's at U of H. Okay. So it was great. Could pay for all of it. Perfect. Wow. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That's a really cool thing. I applied for a program like that um, when I was living in New York City, and they were like, great, you have to work at this school that was like, I don't, like, I don't want to describe, I can't describe, like, sh- like people were getting shot on a daily basis, yeah. and I was like, I don't think that I can handle that as much as I want to be, like, a Michelle Pfeiffer style, <laughs> like, that. yeah, like, 
I didn't yeah. think I could do it. No. But did you find like, because Houston has a lot of rough neighborhoods. Yes. Yeah. My school was in a very rough area, but I felt safe teaching younger kids. My friends who taught high school, like those people were so much bigger than me and right. it was yeah. not right. any place I think I would have thrived. Good yeah. for them. Like that's mm-hmm. amazing and mm-hmm. wonderful. You're breaking. making a diff. Yeah. Making a diff yeah. in the world. <laughs> in the world. Um, I also think it's, it's interesting that Brooke is here because she has children. Yeah. She's also a, a parent. parent. So tell me about, tell us about your kids. How old are they? What are their I names? have a four and a half year old boy named Bodie and then I have a 17 month old named Avery. Oh, yeah. those are some cute. Yeah, they are cute. And you, like, I mean, you look like you're alive and you're, you're walking showered. around. You're showered. You, <laughs> you, like, you look really you put look together. Like, I, you. I'm, I'm, like, a little hating you right yeah. now. Like, a Stop. little slightly bit. I had some surgery earlier in the summer, so I had nothing but downtime. So I think it was, like, so it was well I read rested. books. I, like, oh my, what are I couldn't books? change is- any diapers. <laughs> like, that's Oh, oh so surgery it's is a vacation moms. <laughs> yeah. Filing that away. Yeah. Next time I need a break, I'll go have a surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a surgery this weekend. I'm going to have an elective surgery. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll figure out a reason. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so we were like talking about, about like some of the crazy things that we've done, like as like thinking about schooling mm-hmm. and like, We've talked, uh, like, through here and there, like, picking your battles as a parent, to, you know, what's important as a parent to talk to your teachers about and what's not. But I definitely want to hear from the teacher's perspective. Yeah, like, the teacher-parent relationship yeah. is an interesting relationship. Totally. Yeah. So what's your take on all that? Feel free to, like, knock us down as parents. <laughs> like, tell us <laughs> no, all the ways sides. that we're terrible. I mean, you definitely need parents on your side. Like, you... The ideal situation is that you would be a team because it does take a village yes. to raise the kids. Um, Abby so and you want to approach yes. it that way, that you're all on the same side to do what's best for their child. Now, the difference in opinion comes what is best for your child. Right. Sure. And I think a lot of parents think they are teachers and they know what I should be doing in the classroom with their kid, but I would never go to their house and be like, this is how you should parent. Right. So it's like, what makes you feel like you can come into their classroom? Exactly. And say, I'm going to do your job today. Exactly. And tell me what's best for your kid in the classroom because it's two separate environments. It's two completely different things. They're one of 18 to 20 kids in the room. Right. You know, I have things I need to get everybody doing. Right. (laughs) So, there needs to be some understanding in, you know, having boundaries there. But their kid is a golden shining star. Of course. Right? Of course. I mean, like, do you find that, like, every parent has, like, a golden shining star? At my age that I teach, yes. Yeah. yeah. Coming in a kindergarten, like, oh, we want this to be the best year of their lives. By the time they get to my husband's age, like, they're like, oh, they have a D? Oh, what a relief. Right. You know, it's such a difference. <laughs> right. So your husband teaches high school. He teaches high school, and, you know... They are like just happy that they're still in school right. at that point. Right. You know, they've recognized that they have faults by the time sure. they're 16 or sure, 17 sure, sure. years old. Yeah. But when they're five, they're, they're perfect. perfect. They're perfect. And they're the smartest and they can already read and do all these right. things. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm not You're challenging like, them enough. Like, if I, like, that just kills me. What? But yeah. they throw, like, 
You're not challenging, challenging their kindergarten. Yeah, they're acting out because they're bored or they're not being challenged. I'm like, no. Like, so tell me. I've how already you... heard this in like daycare. Like, I, like I I've heard this from other parents. Like, oh, they're they're hitting because they're bored. I'm like, what are they mm, bored about? Right. No. <laughs> coloring. <laughs> like, come on. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, I don't really like my color selection. <laughs> I hit Sally. Sally, <laughs> like the 56, whatever. Anyway. Do you have, okay, so I know that you have parent-teacher conferences mm-hmm. because we've gone to them. Yeah. We've gone to them yeah. as Irish uh-huh. parents. So what is that like to have to tell a parent that something is potentially wrong with their child? Have you had to have those conversations? Like Absolutely. In what respect? Like, like developmentally. Bad, or okay. Yeah. Or behaviorally. It usually yeah. It's usually behavior or it's reading. Like they're yeah. struggling to learn to read or write. Um, and we do have like two set parent teacher conference times every year, but if there's a problem, hopefully you've addressed it before that day because no parent wants to walk in and just get blindsided with everything that's been going wrong with their child and they haven't heard anything about it. Right. 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 So you want to open those lines of communication before you get to that point so that it's not an awkward conversation. I can't even imagine like Mm -hmm. sitting a parent down and being like, so by the way, Johnny literally cannot read and he should be. And that's awful. Yeah. It's really hard. How do you even couch that? that? Like, how do you start that conversation? Um, you usually have to have some data, some kind of physical, you know, benchmarking assessment or something because you can't argue with data and facts. Right. If I just sat down and said, well, I feel like he mm-hmm. can, you know, that's going to open a whole nother yeah. window. Yeah. Um, but it, it is hard. I don't look forward to that at all. Oh, I'm sure. At all. Okay. You don't, but has there ever been a scenario where you're like, I hate this kid so much. <laughs> not that I want him to have like not disability, like developmental, but like. He like threw something and like he's in trouble and I'm, and you're just like mildly super in like your hidden brain like uh-huh. I cannot wait to tell their parents oh, they're like crappy sure. parents like do you have kids that drive you nuts oh yeah okay tell me about oh, those kids. and tell us their first and last like... name <laughs> <laughs> and their addresses and phone numbers <laughs> we are gonna take their call them yeah. and toilet paper their house totally and this is where you have to like kids because if you have somebody that pushes your buttons like that. You're going to lose control. And they know it. They're so smart. They're like animals. Like they feel, they're like instinctual. They know when you're about to blow it and they love it. So you cannot let them even like know that you're about to lose it or that it bothers you. You know, I had a little boy this year. He just every day was something and he was testing the boundaries. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I would call his mom. He does this every year. You know, as we get into school, I'm like, well, some heads up about that right. would have been fantastic. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, if this has been a pattern for the last four or five years, right. like, yeah. hey, reach out. Could you know? have used that information. Let me know. Yeah. You know, so you just have to, to keep cool. And you get a sense as a parent, you're talking to them, like, what it's like at their house. Mm. Right, right, right. You know, right. like... I'll say, well, they're acting this way in class. Oh, well, they do that at home, but I just don't know what to do about it. And that's where, like, I'm not going right. to, like, well, you should be doing, you know, this at home. But that gives me a little picture into why they act that way at school. If there's no boundaries at home, you're not disciplining, you're not following through, then, you know, that gives me... And do they want advice? Like, have you ever had parents be like, what should I yeah, do? Yeah, totally. I want advice right now. Yeah, totally. like, I, actually. And I was like, I don't... 
the way you run a classroom and the way you relate to your students in your classroom is so different than you relate to your own kids. Yeah, you yeah. Know? my daughter's teacher says that all the time. I treat my own son way differently than I would. I'm so much meaner to him right. than I am <laughs> to other people's children that, you know. Yeah, right. right. I just don't have patience for that. Yeah. Um, That's so, that must be so hard to like have to like split yourself in two in a sense. Like at home, like I will whatever discipline you in the way that I cannot do it at school. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Like I can't scream yeah. at you. You can't scream at the kids. And being school. a parent in my community where I teach, like oh, is weird. Right? Because then like so what weird. if you have a conflict like with one of your kids' teachers, then that's like your colleague. Right. Or right? parent. Or parent. Yeah. So my son is at the age now where I have siblings of kids who are in his class. Right. So I see them at birthday parties. I see them at different social functions, at school. The lines are blurred. And it's really weird. That would be confusing. It's really weird. And then I see the kids acting a certain way at the parties that I have in my classroom. And I always said, like, every year before I taught, well, as long as I've been on Facebook, the the (laughs) night before the kids came, I would write my status every year, enter Miss Littles. Because yeah. it's a character I play. It is. Yeah. It is. And, and like, it's it's me, but she's totally nicer than me, and she doesn't say fuck. No. Well, that's not true. She, she uh, Towards might. the end, she said fuck a lot. Yeah. Because um, she didn't give a fuck towards the end. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's, it, you know, it, that's an interesting thing about, like, the, the hats that you wear. Yeah. How that shifts. At, like, parties and stuff like that, do the kids refer to you as, like, do they act like you're a teacher or they act like you're, like, oh. a mom that's a friend? They come up and they're like, what are you doing here? Right. Oh. I'm like, what are you doing right. here? You know? And they're, like, don't want me there. I was like, don't worry. Yeah. I'm not here to interfere with your little party. Yeah. yeah. Just run like, along. You're here to have fun too. I don't want to yeah. talk to you either. Go yeah. smoke so. cigarettes and drink <laughs> beer and like, it's fine. Yes. Adios. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like at a, the college level, I've run into students out in public and it's always bizarre. High school level too. Yeah. Oh, and you're yeah. like, I have a beer and you have a beer, like, but we're like both adults, yeah. so I think it's okay. And then, like, they'll be like, "Oh, Professor K," I'm like, it, "No, you can still call me Professor K." Actually, Pro K. Yeah, you're not calling me But I can't imagine if there were like little kids and you have to be social. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's like I look my worst at Target on the right. weekends, and then I hear Miss Smith. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I look. Wor- I look at my worst right now. <laughs> today, you look your best right now. I am 100% unshowered. Iris stressed me today. I, I don't really match. I think you do. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think it's For fine. Sure. It's sort of an I'll eclectic. take a picture. I'm going to take a picture. And ask our and ask our <laughs> listeners. Yes. Our swarms of listeners what <laughs> they, they think. feel. So the only reference for a kindergarten teacher that I have in my brain is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> in kindergarten cop. In kindergarten cop. He was great. <laughs> but he got frustrated really For quickly. Sure. <laughs> so I imagine that this is real life. Like, But the, I guess the question is, are you a secret cop? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but how frustrated? Like, do you want to, like, throw a kid? Like, do you need a whistle? Like, do you feel like that would be a beneficial well, thing? Sometimes. Sometimes. I guess before I had kids, I like had a harder time understanding and having patience. But since I've become a mom, it's 
been a lot calmer and easier because I'm like, oh, if this were my own yes. kid with yeah. his teacher, like, totally. how would I want to maintain their dignity? And This is so, okay, I'm so glad you said that because I had the exact same experience. After becoming a mom, I became a better teacher. Mm-hmm. I Not better because I was more tired, but I think I was far more compassionate and a yeah. lot more understanding mm-hmm. of where the kids were coming from. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I definitely felt that shift. And definitely with parent relations. Yes. Like just approaching that in a different way right. because I have kids. Because yeah. this is your baby yeah. and like you, I don't think you understand that before you have kids. No. And like how yeah. You could devastate them. Yeah. Or let them have some hope that their totally. kid is going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious about like, do you see like different types of parents? Like what are like, so like let's try to break down like the For different sure. types of parents that, that you encounter on the regs. And do you have secret nicknames for them? Like amongst the teachers? Yeah, well, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no. a, mm, no, 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 whatever. Just like okay. helicopter, just the ones that yeah. are like, okay. Right. Okay. So there's, terms. so there's helicopter mom. Tell yes. us what helicopter mom is like in everything all the time. Yeah. You know, so-and-so, someone was mean to them today. I just wanted to email to let you know so that you can talk to them. And, like, I don't I do not do that. Like, I don't do that. You seriously get those emails? Oh, all the time. Or, <laughs> you know. Just emailing like that. I don't even think I'd have the nerve to do that. No. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Or um, when I was in third grade and the kids had to bring homework. And, you know, we were trying to instill in them, it's your responsibility, it's your homework. You know, the parents running up to their rescue with the homework and it's not their fault and just totally not giving their kid empowering any responsibility or, or any empowerment to, to be independent. They do everything. Like, I have kids that couldn't even take their own sweatshirts off. Right. At school. Because wow. mommy, in grade? No, in, in kindergarten okay. and first grade. But still, yeah. That's kind of... Yeah, that's you know. late for that. So yeah. what... I mean, like, man, Those how are, do you handle yeah. that? Like, how do you handle that person? You just kind of, like, humor them? Like, okay. I mean, you almost have to hold their hand for a little bit and reassure them that their kid is going to be fine and that everything is going to be okay and that we want what's best for their kid and that's to be independent and to speak up for themselves and to you know handle their own stuff yeah so you, you know. gently encourage right a shift in that in that direction absolutely right. at right. age five yeah 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 okay so helicopter mom is one parent tell, mm-hmm. tell, tell us about another type of parent i guess the other extreme is the parents who don't do anything yeah. right that would be us you send emails <laughs> they'd never respond like you that won't no. be us <laughs> They never have anything they're supposed to have. Like, they're a mess. The kids are a mess. Like, they're not, like, Like, on certain days. Like, late for school. Like, yeah. Right. But is it, like, sad? Like, like, or is it just, like, mom's super busy? No. No. Most of these moms don't work. I would say 75% of the moms where I work don't work. work oh so you're dealing with with that so they're just sort of late. like they but just it's not can't. like a neglect like you're worried about no no not like no, no. mom is doing like not for not, ours right no no so there's like super not together lazy mom and then there's like so helicopter mom that is me that's what i'm saying yeah. i feel like i'm worried right now that like not me. that you're gonna be like you're abusing your kids <clears throat> just like your brain is elsewhere and like do you think they don't care or they're just like Maybe I think they, they haven't figured it out. Yeah. Or and by kindergarten? I don't yeah. know. The other day, Iris had a swimming day at school. She has swimming days on Tuesdays and Fridays, which is 
just like painfully frustrating for me because I'm like, I have to fucking put her in a swimsuit <laughs> with sunscreen two days a week and then remember to put a change of clothes. There's a lot of like yeah, things that go along with that. But I usually like, I do it. I'm okay. It's fine. But I forgot her shoes one day. Like she only had her swim shoes on and I went to pick her up <laughs> and she was barefoot. And I was like, Iris, where are your shoes? And her teacher was like very polite, like very sweet. Like, oh, she, she didn't have any, of, she didn't have her shoes. And so... It's fine. We've just been having a barefoot day. And I was like mortified. I was like, I'm that mom. I, the same exact thing happened to me. So negligent. (laughs) I forgot to bring their sleep mats. (laughs) And then on Tuesday I came in and their teacher was like, did you get my note? And I was like, no. Because I didn't look for it. She was like, oh, they just like, they were missing their sleep mats. And I was like, they were missing them from what? And she was like, from them not being here. And I was like, oh, no. I cried. I like went home and cried. Yeah. The folder thing, like I feel like I would... I would forget to check Iris's folder, but Iris never forgets. That's Every day she goes to her folder with the butterfly and gives me all of her artwork. So she... Iris is more on top of it than I am. Yeah. She remembers all the stuff that I tend to forget. That's uh, like I'll be nice. like, yes. where, where is your so and so? And she'll be like, like the other night, did I tell you this? We she still sleeps with her pacifier at night. Okay, she's two and a half. I mean, I, I don't know if you're judging me about no, that, but no. I I'm judging me a little bit I about am. that. <laughs> no, I'm not judging you. <laughs> anyway, so like we could not find it. We could not find the pacifier anywhere. And Mike and I were going, it's here, it's here, it's here. And Iris just kept going. Guys, it's downstairs on the little table. And she said it like so many times. And we were like, Iris, it is not downstairs. Why would your pacifier be downstairs? And then finally, Mike was like, all right, show me where it is. March down here. She's totally naked because she just got out of her bath. To march down here totally naked. Where's the pacifier? On the little table. I'm just like, all right, She's fine. A genius. You run the household. I'm yeah. Yeah. Makes it easier for me. We never know where anything is. Um... Ever. Yeah, like what kind of mom do you think you are? Which which when, which end of the spectrum are you as a mom? I definitely not helicopter because I just don't have time for that. Sure, yeah. I just that, really don't. That's the how do you have I, time? I yeah. don't, and I don't think about the things that they think about. Like if my son comes home complaining that somebody didn't pick him for his team, I'm like, then find someone else to play with. <laughs> Get away from William. Like find right. someone else. It's yeah. gonna be fine. Yeah. Or like Timothy told me that this. I'm like then get away. You know. Right. I, I'm not going to get in his business like that. My mom was very common sense in how she raised us. Like, if someone hurts your feelings, find a new friend. Right. Or, you know, if you forgot it, that's your fault. Like, yes. your responsibility. Yes. So I feel like I've retained some of that that's in, so you know, my own parenting. It's but sort of unusual these days. I, I mean, I'm not, I don't have time. Right. Yeah. You know, to I do don't. everything. I just don't have time. I guess if, like, 75% of your moms don't work, though, they... They maybe they have time and they need something to focus. to worry about. Yeah. Sure. Besides where someone's hair bow is and why I can't find it. You know, like this. I just did a camp and um, one of the little boys had a water bottle and he said, "Can you put this in my backpack?" They were going to a different like little class and said, "Sure." So I put it in his backpack. The next day, I let him out of the car and Mom's like, "Where is his water bottle?" Oh, <laughs> and I was like, no, well, she did not. I put it in his backpack. When, you know, he left yesterday, so yeah. I know he brought it with him. Well, it didn't come home. You need to look for it today. Okay. Look everywhere for it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay. So I'm thinking, maybe it fell out. Like, right. maybe we'll look around. Like, I don't know. We don't find it. And so I'm thinking, what in the world am I going to say when I put him in the car? Dad picks up. First thing out of Dad's mouth, where's the water bottle? Of course. And I open the car door to let the little boy in. And it's in the floor no. of the back seat of their oh my car. Gosh. And I was like, oh, 
here it is. No, sorry. No, like... Are you serious? So there's, like, that parent. Like, okay. the unappreciative, like, demanding, I, like, you're never good enough or smart enough kind of parent that treat you like crap. I cannot imagine. Basically. I cannot imagine ever treating my daughter's no. teacher that way. No. Especially because, I mean, I'm maybe I'm just, like, thinking too far. I don't, like, I don't want her... I don't want the teacher to treat my daughter like crap because I'm an asshole. Right. <laughs> See, that's... Right. Like, take it out on them. Yeah, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Like, do teachers do that? Like, do you... Yeah, do I they, mean, you don't have to say. You could, right. for sure. Right. And there's sometimes where you're so angry or you're so upset or hurt by something that they said or, or did that you don't even, like, want to deal yeah, yeah. with them yeah. right now. But you have to, you know, yeah. you have to, you kind of have to compartmentalize that for a little bit and go on about, are those parents like common or rare? Would you say? Um, they're becoming more common, especially the population where I am in a private school. Everybody thinks that since they pay and top dollar, right. right? technically we're in charge. Like you're the help. You're right. You you're know, the you're the hired help. You're not the professional. You're, yeah. the, you're not really a human being. You're just like our maid or driver gardener, whatever. Oh my you God. Know? So there's, oh, there is that. Sad for this. Yeah. I don't ever want to be that parent. You won't. No. You'll never have no. a gardener and a driver. I'll tell you that no, right no, now. I definitely won't. No. And that's really like, they don't have problems. They don't have big problems. Right. You know? Like a water bottle is their biggest problem. Exactly. Right. You right. know, a hair bow. Must be like, nice. Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Must be really right. nice. <laughs> I, like I, we had some like minor issues with TV watching at my kid's school, and I had said something to the boss, and she was like, "No!" Like she basically shut it down. Yeah. Like, I was like, "They're watching a lot of TV," and she's yeah. like, "No, they're not." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I guess they're not." Right. And I went home and I was like, "What should I do?" My older sister was like, "You got to pick your battles. Like, is this that big of a deal to you?" And at the time, I wasn't like shoving television down their throat myself. Right. But now I don't care because it's all they do is watch TV. No, that's not true. But they watch a lot of TV. But anyway, so I feel like that's maybe... There is a fine line that you walk where you want the best for your child and you want them to have a great experience and learn the most and, you know, be safe and happy. Yeah. But you also don't want to be that nagging, annoying, you know, Basically, like, be a decent human being. Yeah, just Right, and approach everything with empathy yes and compassion yeah, yeah. we talk about because you don't know right. what's going on in there you don't really have a clear picture of your child at school every day yeah and you don't know what we are having to funnel from administration or, totally. or for, you yes. know from different avenues to to you know juggle and balance in the classroom so just you know my daughter had an incident at her school she's coming home with bleach all over her clothes every day and it was like not that we spend a ton of money on her clothes but like what yeah why no, is there bleach all weird. over her clothes yeah. and she Get it? Like, what's going on? And that so I like kind of question, you know. And so they said they would figure it out, and they thought they'd taken care of it. And she's coming in with more, and so I felt like super awkward. So yeah. what did you do? Turns out that I guess the toys they were cleaning them with. She was the first kid there in the morning because I have to drop her off at six forty-five, and so she would just get it. But then oh. I was like, but is she putting it in her mouth? Yeah, that like, could be scary. Like, you know, eating bleach. But yeah. like after the second or third time I brought it up, it. Stopped. Right. You know. So I think it's all about how you go talk to them, take the emotion out of it, you know, be factual, question like, hey, I'm just wondering about something, you know, don't come in with where's the water bottle? You know, I I complained one time about something that I've probably talked about eighteen times on this show, but like when I called the teacher I was like, Okay, I'm so so sorry that I'm even calling you. I feel so terrible for like even wasting your time. 
And I and I just like totally put it, you know, like do you get parents like that who are like so apologetic about like <laughs> for sure? So then, but then you're more compelled to be like, no, 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 don't worry. I want you to be able to call right. me whenever yeah. you feel like there's a problem. Like, don't. That's where like the open communication and the right. you know village that it takes like trust. You have mm-hmm. to trust both sure parties to really do the best job for their their kid. Yeah. You know. Okay, I have another question. I really just want you to teach me how to be a better parent. So, um, so like, we talk pretty frequently about, like, discipline mm-hmm. on our show. Yes. So, as a – how I want to I know how you discipline your kids at school and how you discipline your kids at home. That's a good question. Totally different. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, at school, we used to have those awful color clip chart things, and then we had this folder where you marked, and it was horrible. It felt like... <laughs> like institutionalized yes. like discipline like i was a yellow today like they you know so my good friend was telling me that 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 her son had that system at his school mm-hmm. and it was just crushing he would come Horrible. up and be like mommy i got a blue star today and well, it would like defeat him and it yes. kind of it, it made the behavior of the kid like the same right right instead right. of taking the choice like you had a choice this is the choice you made you know you need to take responsibility for that choice. It didn't work right. how it was supposed to work. It was just embarrassing and yeah. demoralizing because yeah. it was publicly displayed. Well, that's so crazy. And, and, and really for a five-year-old, when we had folders with marks, they're like, woohoo, I got five marks. Like, they think it's awesome yeah. because <laughs> in their world, more points is good. You know? right. So it didn't do anything. Um, now the approach is more about self-regulation and about realizing when you need to get in check. Right. Before something happens. Mm-hmm. So we have this little station called Take a Break. Ooh. It's not timeout, which you have to be super careful in how you introduce it to mm-hmm. the kids and explain it to families. But like you just say, hey, I think you need to take a break for a minute. They're not in trouble. They haven't done anything wrong. But they go and like think about like what has happened, how they need to come back into the group. And when they're ready, they come back. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah, my, my daughter's school says walk away. They say take a walk or yeah. walk away and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So we try to be proactive more than reactive. Yes. Yeah. So before we go down the hall, who can remind me of how we're supposed to walk in the hallway? Right. Knowing that some of those kids are going to run out the door right. crazy. But if you kind of set them up for off, success, yeah, then it's way better um, than Letting everybody go and screaming at them. Right. Really your fault as the leader for not, you know, setting that standard beforehand. So that's how it goes at school. At home, I can't say we have take a break. Like, (laughs) kind of wait for something to happen and you react to it. Right. Um, Because you're not watching. I mean, not that you're not watching, but you're just like not there to monitor at all times. I'm cooking dinner. I'm using the bathroom. Like, whatever. You're being a human. Yeah. When we have a timeout place you do we do it doesn't get used often but but you do use timeout we do yeah we do so we talked about this like a couple episodes ago that i use timeout and stephanie doesn't and and we actually got like a really awesome responses from people who Mm -hmm. like use it or don't Mm -hmm. use it and how they like um but i've been trying this take a break method Mm -hmm. like take it like calm down take breather like um, I don't know if we're there yet, but it's starting. I, I like it. It seems like I mean, a good idea. mean, our kids are still really young. Yeah, they're very young. Yeah, it's hard. And your son, too. I mean, yeah. four is. He, yeah. But do you think, like, okay, so 
once he starts kindergarten, he has not started. No, yet, he'll right? be in pre-K this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And they start this sort of take a break model. Do you think that'll change? Like, will you still, will you use it at home? Probably not. No. <laughs> That's very <perfect. laughs> That's totally honest. I love Probably not. Yes, I love it. Because when you have to lead 20. Yeah. Versus one or right. two who are your flesh and blood. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be super proactive about it. Yeah. I mean. Yes. Just how life goes. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. That's great. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Um, anything else you want to share with us? Yes. How basically? Let's just sort of round this out with like, tell us how we can be the best um, parents um, to our kids' teachers. (laughs) Like apples are not cool anymore. (laughs) No one. How do we make our Nordstrom gift cards? (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) Bottles of wine, whatever. Um, I guess just be supportive and and back them up when it's right. And, you know, we're human beings. We do things wrong. We're not perfect. Right. You know, we don't handle every situation perfectly every time. There's not a manual. You know, yeah. exactly. And every well, class is, is different. <laughs> and some days your child may be perfect in class. They may have a terrible day. Right. You know? Yeah. And so... Just having that open communication with your kid's teacher about what's going on in their lives at home, the teacher communicating to you with what's going on at school on a regular basis. I think then when you have to have those difficult conversations, right? There, there's been dialogue before then. Right. right. It seems like everybody just being a human being Absolutely. is the way yeah, to make it work. For sure. Like the kid, no, understanding that the kid is a human being, the parent is a human being, and the teacher is. Yeah. Absolutely. It just gets hard when I, I mean, when you're, you know, your parent, like all of a sudden, like something gets rotten and you're like, oh, I need to protect and like take care of you. And- for sure. And know that in a classroom, there's a hierarchy of, of where your child fits in. Yeah. And it's what's best for the school. And then it's what's best for the class. And then it's what's best for your child, not the other way around. Mm. You know, and I feel like in a lot of families, the children are the center. Sure. And the family revolves around. But in the classroom, it just can't right. work that way. Right. You know? That's a really good thing to, re- to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't no. all be about your child. <laughs> no, no. All the time. No, they have to learn how to fit in. And they have to learn how to navigate adversity and, and when something yeah. doesn't go their way. Right. They have to to figure that out that's awesome advice that's mm-hmm. awesome advice yeah Brooke, I mean and it's kind of hands so off great. it it's is like, it is the kid needs to figure stuff out don't believe everything they come home and say no right. they're li- all liars I don't know so. how many times I've had a call and they tell me this is what they said that happened I'm like that yeah. is crazy that I happened. have had that happen to me so many times on the high school level mm-hmm. and I'm like please do not please do not believe everything your 14 year old kid who is hormonal (laughs) and mentally like ill right now with no prefrontal cortex is saying to you. Yeah. And I just want to be like, are you an idiot? Like I'm a huge, I'm a grown human. Like why, why why the hell would I lie? What what, what, what do I gain? What do I gain from having to write you an email with my time is the thing. Like whenever I have to write you an email parent, you know what? That steals like 30 minutes of my time where I could be on Facebook. Right. Levi (laughs) lied to me this morning. When I said, do you have a poop? And I looked him right in the eye and he said, no, mom. I feel like with Levi, the answer is always, yes, he has a poop. Yes. I feel like the kid has a lot of poops. poops a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really need to know this. This is important for you to know. What are you going to walk away from today? Well, Abby's son poops a lot. He really does. Yeah. 
Um, you, this was such a great conversation. I love this. Yeah. And I love knowing that um, we're not the worst parents in the That's world. That's so great to know. <laughs> sure yeah. That was really the real intention for this yes. episode. Like, how are we doing? Judge yourselves. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, I wish you a really good start to the year. Yeah. Thank you. I know it's a depressing time. Yeah. Um, but you still have a few more days. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Soak it in. Yeah. Soak watch, it in. Watch Freedom. as much as you can. <laughs> watch so much Netflix. My yeah. Netflix isn't working, so I'm really <gasps> upset about it. Right yeah. And I was in the middle of Tallulah. You watched it? No. no. Really? Oh, no. I had that experience recently where my Netflix wasn't working and I mm-hmm. thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. I, it was truly like the worst thing that's mm-hmm. ever happened to me. So if Netflix <laughs> wants to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> we will take your money. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Thanks so much for taking Thank the time you. out because you are a busy, busy person. Yeah. yeah. Awesome that you came. We appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah, and email us if you have more questions. Maybe we could throw them at Brooke if, if anybody has any teacher questions. Yes. Uh, handsoffparents at gmail.com or Facebook or Twitter. Or at handsoffparents. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Do, 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 you can do, follow handsoffparents on Twitter do, at handsoffparents or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Handsoffparents is Steph and Abby. Um, Mail camp.